fight challenging ET in general out oh, in the yeah, middle of nowhere? That's what I was doing. I actually had a uh, pistol in my hand at the time. Um, I was really ticked off. When I was having this fit, I, had, I was waving the gun in the air, okay, and I had this fit. And at this moment, I said, okay. Was a Louisiana man named Montaldo. Folks around called him Six Gun Joe. Worked with Icar, don't you know? Investigating UFOs. Out for a drive with a gal one night. They stopped to check out the reporting site. When an alien lit right there on the ground. Commenced to throw in his weight around. Now, old Six Gun didn't take too kindly to that kind of thing. Especially without Vaseline or anything like that, you know. Seriously. Well, Six Gun looked that critter right in the eye and said, Any last wish before you die? Yo, reached for his gun quick as a twitch and said, Fill your claw, you son of a bitch. Now, a legend spread across the land. About this pistol waving man. But if you're from space or from Earth below, you don't give no lip to Six Gun Joe. Welcome to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo. <laughs> well, that was a quick little cutoff intro there. I'm not sure what the hell that was about. Welcome, everyone, to UFO Undercover. I'm your host, Joe Montaldo. I hope everyone's having a great evening, great morning, great afternoon, wherever you are on our big, beautiful blue planet. Uh, you know, I tell this every, every week, there's really nowhere else I want to be but here. I love being here. I always have a lot of fun when I'm here. I enjoy doing these shows. Uh, and shows like the one I'm doing tonight, I really have a lot of fun with because, you know, why do aliens want to come here? I mean, really, when you look around the planet and you see things, what's going on, especially right now. Sorry, guys, I'm craving that tea. I'll even make a tea on one side, coffee on the other side. I know, isn't that crazy? As you better end up eventually going, yeah, man, you get us, man. <laughs> but um, why do they want to come here? I mean, really. If you were up in space and you were driving by and you seen a planet, you go, oh, look at this beautiful planet. This planet is beautiful. I definitely want to go there and hang out and meet these people. And then you start watching our media and hanging out on our planet for a little while, and you're kind of like, ah, 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 do I really, really uh, want to go here? Uh, and at that point, you kind of, kind of have to say, no. Uh, it's just, you know, you, you, you just, you just kind of like, well, you know, maybe not. 
But then I guess maybe in some ways there's some very interesting tests on extraterrestrials, I guess, because well, I apologize for that, guys. I'm talking to y'all, and I uh, know my guess. Sorry about that. Yeah, that was a very strange little thing. But anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. God, I'm not exactly sure uh, why we had that weird off button go on there, but hey, we're back anyway now. I apologize for that first intro going on there, but welcome to the show. Um, I hope everybody really is having a great evening, great morning, great afternoon, wherever you are on our big, beautiful, big planet. You know, every every week I come here and I really enjoy doing these shows. And I have a lot of fun doing these shows. Uh, to me, there's there's really no other place I want to be on Wednesday, but they're right here. Uh, I really do. It's something, it's it's near and dear to my heart. And I, I frankly, I like doing it. And of course, it's not, you know, and if it wreaks a little havoc from time to time, that's, just, that's good too. Uh, I, I can deal with that, you know. That's uh, <laughs> whoever posted that. No, I mean, we can have it like in the end. All right, don't be an ass. Um, no, I mean, like, we can have it. You know, sometimes you come in and you, you're just on a roll. You want to you get that stuff going. You're kind of like, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, get people revved up and riled up. And sometimes some of the stuff we're seeing and taught and expected to believe is just outrageous. I mean, some stuff we expected, or, I mean, and I'm not just talking about alien stuff. A lot of ways, a lot of stuff that we're expected to believe is just horrible. I mean, it's like everybody in the planet is just ignorant. It's like, oh, well, look at these ignorant people. Look, they'll believe anything we tell them. Well, no, we won't, but maybe we will. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder sometimes if maybe we will. Um, actually, Johnny, that's... <laughs> quit. Yeah, yeah, just quit with this, this stupid-ass comments. Um, no, I mean... If I was passing by, I mean, if I seen a planet for the planet, I'd, 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 I'd want to stop. I'd want to hang out and come just, just hang out and just chill and see the planet. Uh, you know, maybe do some PLO stuff, some peace, love, and light stuff. But as far as the citizens, that's a whole different thing. I mean, when you when you when you talk about our citizens, all I can say is, oh my God. I mean, I can't even say anything else. I mean, that's all I can say is, oh, my God. Um, if, if it wasn't us and we were going by another planet that was like this, we'd be like, oh, my God, we're not stopping there. Uh, we'll come back in a couple hundred years uh, when this planet is um, you know, matured a little bit. Actually, Jeffrey, it's uh, if you're going to come to the chat, it's UFO Paranormal, UFO Paranormal Radio. Yeah. Actually, let me see where I can put a comment thing where I can actually say well, I wasn't even in the comment section. I was kind of off to the right of that. So anyway, no, real quick. So there's, what, what, what are we on today? We're on, if you listen to radio side, we're on all over the damn planet. Matter of fact, I just said that because I got to grab this. Yeah, if you're, on, if you're on radio side, you can hear us around the damn planet. If you're not on radio side, not so much. Uh, matter of fact, let me make sure because I don't want to leave nobody out hanging in the dark. Uh, because I'm yapping away. Uh, wouldn't that be the polite thing to do? So hold on one second, guys. And one second, guys. Okay, there we go. Sorry. Sorry about that, too. Damn, the noise is going on all over the place. Hmm, that was interesting. Anyway, getting back to what we were talking to. Why would you want to come here, for real? I mean, if you're driving by and, and just cruising by, why would you? This would be like stopping 
in a really bad neighborhood somewhere in, in, you're traveling around the country or the world and, no let me pull up here in Cairo and get stabbed to death or oh uh, I'm in North Korea let me get stabbed to death <laughs> I understand their technology is more advanced than us but why so it would make sense if now it would make sense to me if they've been here for a long time if they came here you know 500, 5,000, 50,000, 500,000 years ago, that kind of stuff would make sense to me. I, I could understand, you know, maybe they've been following family lines, and that would make sense. It would also make sense why the abduction ratio is what it is. Uh, not everybody on the planet is a contact group, not everybody on the planet has psychic abilities. Um, and it does seem to be a percentage of the population that's being taken. It's like when we talk about the O negative people. Um, I should say RH negative people, you know, there does seem to be a bigger taste for those people. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's the way they taste, maybe it's the way they look, maybe it's the way they smell, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the way their brain works, but for some reason, ET prefers that blood type. But nobody really knows why. We only tracked it because we were trying to learn ways to find contactees without them knowing their contact. In other words, we know there's a lot more people being taken that, than we're talking to. So we've been finding ways to refine our search methods. And we do use the blood type thing. You know, like on the questionnaires. If you answer one of the questionnaires, say you take 50, one of the 50 or one of the 50 or one of the 75 questionnaires, and you, most of the questionnaire turns out to be you. And then when you contact us, it helps us to know maybe you are a contact you. And, and we can shortcut trying to find out if you are or if you aren't. Um, and by the way, just because a bunch of those you, you believe in or happen to you or that's what you think or, or, or how things work in your life, still doesn't mean that you're contemplating. It just means uh, that that's part of your life. Well, yeah, I was talking with some paranormal friends the other day, so put this in perspective. One of the questions we asked is, do you like paranormal? Are you involved in the paranormal? Uh, it's the same thing with religion. Are you involved in religion? Are you deep into religion? Do you like dragons? Do you like dungeons? Do you like sci-fi? Uh, there's a section of people out there, about 15% of the normal population that's into these things. Uh, but it's not the whole population because, granted, with Star Wars and Star Trek's success, you would think that 85% of the population's into these things like the paranormal and stuff, but they're not. That's not how big of a population that follows us. Um, and I have friends that couldn't tell you anything about paranormal, anything, not UFOs, not ghosties, not nothing. They're, not just, they're just not interested at all. It's not something that, that they want to be involved with or anything along the lines. And, well, if, if you had started, going back to what we were talking about, if you had started taking people 200,000 years ago, today your gene pool would be around a billion, billion and a half people. And... Um, there's a lot of people to pull from. Now, granted, some of the people are going to get taken once, twice, three times, four times, and then they're never going to be taken again. Abductions do stop for some people, not because they want them to stop, but because they're no longer useful. They even have they either have been too too fearful, too too yeah, just generally too scared, too fearful, or um, just uh, just interested in what the aliens are doing here. So, but a lot of contactees. A lot of keepers have a drive. They, they want to know more. They want to have thirst for this. But it's not a very large section of population. It's not even a very large section of people who have been taken. Uh, there's just a few of them that feel the need 
to know more. They want to really, really know more about why aliens are taking them, how can I be involved. You know, you're a mom. Say you're a mom between 40 and well, yeah, 40 and 7. No, yeah, 40 and 7. Anyway, so say you're a mom between 40 and 7, and you're sitting there, and for whatever reason you're on the ship, and you're looking across, and you miss three or four kids there, and they're scared, and they're shaking. It's an instinct. It's going to kick in. You're going to want to take care. It's not just the kids. A lot of times the kids are separate from all of that. Um, a lot of times it's it's younger people. You know, it might be a, a younger guy, uh, a younger female, somebody who's scared. It needs counseling, and you may go sit next to the counselor, and you may help them through the traumatic experience that's going to happen to them. Those are keepers. That's what they do, and they look for people like that. They also look for people who are communicators who can go out and talk about it and spread the word. Uh, yeah, spread the gospel. Yeah, I know what you mean, but that's not really what it is. Well, they're not preaching anything. They're not asking you to do anything. They're not even asking you to change anything. Some people, oh, well, they're AOCs. You know, they're out there, the Green Party kind of thing. No, not really. Um, I think for aliens watching us, they, they figure we're on a natural curve, natural evolution, and that's just where we are. And it's our planet they have. If we F it up, well, we got to deal with the consequences of effing it up. Well, Michael, think about this one. We're not going to really kill the planet. We're not even really going to harm the planet. Okay? Let's be honest. It won't be the first time all the ice is melted on the planet. It won't even be the second or third time. It's happened several times. And there's been several times when there's been ice all over the planet. We know that just by all the underwater cities we're finding all over the place. What are there, 11 now? Uh, so we know the water used to be much, much, much lower than it is right now. So, I mean, you could use your same theory of what's going on today a thousand years ago or five thousand years ago. I mean, I say it's ended ten thousand years ago. What made it quit? Why did the planet start warming up? Just, oh, well, you know what? Ice age is over. May 5th, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, 2050 AD or something. Yeah, no, 2050, 2050, 51 AD, yeah. Yeah, what, 25 million years ago? No, actually, the Ice Age, I want to say somewhere around 12,000, 12 to 15,000 years ago. Yeah, it's not even that long. Mm, what caused it? That's, what was it that triggered the Ice Age? Some other event that we don't know about? See, that's the problem with blaming man for climate change. We just have not a clue what's going on anywhere. And I always get pissed when they tell me, oh, well, Joe, we can predict the weather. Really? You some bitches can't even predict the weather two days out. You can't even tell me where a hurricane is going a week before it gets here. Matter of fact, half time you can't tell me what's going two days before it's here. But yeah, you can tell me what the weather's going to be a hundred years from now. No, that's bullshit. Just don't. If you can't predict the weather two or three days out, I mean, they try to give you a ten day forecast. Our ten day forecasts are never right, ever. Uh, maybe if you live in a desert, they can just say, well, it's going to be hot for the next ten days. Well, yeah, okay. But anywhere else, no, it doesn't work that way. So it's just more BS. Well, why would the aliens help us to predict the weather? I mean, they don't help us feed ourselves. They didn't stop us from nuking ourselves. They're not stocking us. Look, they're not. What do you see them over there? What do you think? Do you think the braves over there helping? Do you think that's what's going on? Come on, give me a break here. Um, they don't care if we have to plan it out. The only people that's going to harm is us. Yes, and when we're all getting going, somebody else can come and have the planet. What do you don't think? Yeah, aliens don't have technology to clean the planet. I bet you we could nuke the whole planet. They could clean that up in a short time. I don't think it'd be a problem for them. Here would be a nice, pristine planet to do whatever they want with. 
you know, in the end, the only people who are going to get effed here if we eff up the planet is us. That's all we got to remember. We're not killing the planet. We're not even killing Guy. We're just killing us. Uh, like I said, there's been horrible things happening on this planet. Look at the great extinctions. We're five now. So Guy and the planet have survived through that. They'll survive us. Unless somebody comes up with a planet cracking bomb, they'll survive us. So it's more about our survival is what it's about. And that's the way it should be taught. If people would teach it, it's our survival, that we might pay a little bit more attention to it. Wait, oh, wait, shit, we're going to die. But to, Oh, it's, it's, it's climate change. Just blow it. They give you something to argue about. It doesn't matter what's causing it. It's, it matters that's going to kill us all. And once you figure that out, then you'll go find out what's causing it. But right now, it's, it's done kind of back aspects. And again, the reason I brought it up is because I don't think the aliens care. Um, as far as I know, let's see, there's been Three Mile Island. There was one in Russia, I can't remember. Besides Chernobyl, there was another uh, disaster there. Fukushima, there's at least four or five nuclear disasters that I uh, don't... I mean, come on, Fukushima's still leaking radiation into the ocean. I don't see ET out there cleaning it up or even giving us the technology to clean it up. Don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, Mr. Gray, you think it's going to happen? No, I don't think Bob the Gray is going to go for that. Because it's our problem, not theirs. Yes, they want to learn. They want us to learn. They would like to see us evolve and become a member of the galactic community one day. But we're so far from that. It's not even far. I love when people tell me, oh, we're part of the galactic community. Really? Really? Do you really believe that shit? We can't even organize. How can you be part of a galactic community when your own planet's not even united? I mean, there's 200 countries, 190. I'm not going to argue about it, but it's somewhere up in there. Um, and you really think they're going to let you into a galactic community when you can't even organize your own damn planet? Stop smoking the crack, people. I'm just saying, stop smoking the crack. It's like it's like the Pentagon briefing thing. I got such a kick out of that because nothing was going to come out of it. They will never do anything in public that will ever anything will come out of. Because it's not about that. Yeah, they want us looking in the sky and reporting it now, and they, and they want to take some of the stigma, stigma away from it, so pilots will go back to reporting it, and police and stuff like that, because they want to see what they can find. But they don't give a shit. Uh, it, no, they're not going to tell you. Why would they tell you? Humans are panicky, scary little animal things. Why the hell would you tell them anyway? Well, thank you, I'm glad you think I'm looking for it. I'm just saying, why in the hell... Would you tell a bunch of humans, oh, aliens are here now. Guess what, people? <laughs> and, and they may be eating us. I'm just, just come on. All right, look. They may be visiting here. I have no problem with them hanging out on our planet, learning about us, teaching us things, helping us to progress forward. Um, but other than that, I just, I just, I don't think they care on that level. So look at it from the reptilians' point of view. They, they just think we're in their family. Like we're part of their family line, so they can do whatever the hell they want with us. The humans either like us or dislike us, and the greys kind of think of us like a really sweet pet. Yes, because we're not intellectual. And then people tell me all the time, we're as smart as the greys. Oh my god, please don't say that in front of the greys. He might melt you. Even a human reptilian aliens aren't brave enough to talk like that in front of the greys. And we know when I got into this oh, almost 40 years ago, um. I was told that the Greys worked for the reptilians and worked for the human, humans, and other aliens, and that's what they did. And come to find out that ain't even close to true. Uh, the Greys worked for the light beings, and that's all they worked for. They don't screw with them. And, and every instance I've heard when the Greys are present, especially if it's a five or six or seven foot Greys, 
and there are other aliens present, they always kind of put their head down and look away from them, like, oh, I don't want to piss you off. Yes, there's reverence for them. I don't know if it's reverence or if it's fear, but it's maybe a little bit of both. I don't think they care. Think about it like this. So, let's see. Let's grab the skull from there. We're going to do a little experiment here. So, this is a model of the star chest. Okay. So, if this was a human-type alien, its skull would be, let's turn it. So, here we go. It would actually be about like this. It looks, this would be in a little bit, because it looks more like us. From face on, they look like us, but the skull is just deeper. They have regular hair, six fingers, six toes, things like that. If it was a graze head, it would be like this, like this, and like this. It would just be massive all the way around. If it was a reptilian's head, it kind of looked like this, except the eye socket would be different. It would be a little bit bigger here and a little bit bigger here. Anyway, it goes, all their brain capacity is about. The reptilians and the humans are probably two or three times what our brain capacity is to graze. There's no way of telling 100 times, 200 times. They're just leaps and bounds. I mean, their ships are organic. They grow their ships, and, and they can share their food with the ships. It's, 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 it's just on a level of technology that the rest of us wish we had. And they're supposed to be the peacekeepers. That's probably why they have that technology. The light beams probably said, hey, look, we need police, basically police, to keep the universe from going to shit in a handbag. But that brings us right back to why would they bring in a planet that's not united? We won't even bring a country into the UN that's not got its stuff together. But you expect a galactic community, a very advanced galactic community, because I imagine you got to be fairly advanced to even get into it. To let a planet like ours, one, I doubt we're advanced enough. We're just not there. And then, why, why would you, come on, Russia's trying to kill us. Oh, let's let that planet, whoops, they nuked themselves right as they were joining. Really? Come on. Does that sound like advanced extraterrestrials to you? That might sound like some dumbasses on Earth, but that doesn't sound like it. Uh, that goes back to the new model. So, they're here. They're doing whatever they're doing. Um, as far as I know, the only ones allowed to abduct are the three primaries of great reptilians and humans. And they're, and they're doing their thing. And Marty, yeah, we're going to go right back to that in a second. So, segueing back in to what we were talking about, about the Pentagon, what, what is it that we expected to get from that? And all kind of friends write to me, ah, it's just, all right, they're, they're going to tell us the truth, really. You know, so, you know, I had some friends of ufology write to me and tell me they wouldn't tell, and I said to laugh, which made them mad, but they're not going to tell us the truth again. It's like the aliens, you know. <laughs> why, why, why would they tell us the truth? What, what is, what are they going to get out of it? I ask my fellow ufologists this all the time. I'm not a ufologist, but I have an abduction researcher, but still, I ask this to them all the time. What is the government going to get out of telling us the truth? Anybody, anybody ever send me an answer, a reply? Oh, look, all of a sudden, oh, messenger, everybody got quiet. Okay. Oh, I see how that shit works. Um, yeah, I see how that works. Just hang, oh, we just hang Joe out to dry. Damn, man, the hell with that. Um, but again, what is a government going to get? Why would Uncle Sam or any government for that matter come forward and say, we have extraterrestrials, we have contact with extraterrestrials? We know they're taking their citizens. First off, right off the bat, the day the government admits there's extraterrestrials and they know about it, I'm suing, along with everybody else. 
Anybody who's been probed or taken or touched by an extraterrestrial will now be suing the government for allowing it to happen. And then, once we find out what kind of atrocities happen to some of these people, then it'll be kind of like war crimes against the extraterrestrials and the government. Again, what are you giving the government to come out? You have to give the government total amnesty to start off with everybody involved. Everybody would have to have amnesty. Include amnesty. Everybody would. Or, or there'd be nobody telling me anything. Uh, it's not like we can we can put the aliens in prison or anything or hurt them or anything, but still, uh, we're going to be pissed. Everybody's going to be pissed. You would think as a species we'd want to be enlightened and learn more, but really, once you know for sure that your great-grandma, who you think has been crazy her whole life, has been taken by aliens, how are you going to feel about that? Or your great-grandpappy, oh, grandpappy, you know, he's been taken by aliens, oh, yeah, he's crazy, but you've know, been drinking that stuff, but now you know it's true. How are you going to deal with that? Or people, some of the horrific stories that come out of alien abductions, how are you going to deal with those? It's not so much about the good ones, you know, the peace, love, and light ones, which are getting fewer and far between, it's the other ones. The other ones where someone was harmed, mentally, physical, or otherwise. How do you justify that? And are, is there going to be any recourse for them? As sure as there going to be any through the government, the government's going to be like, oh, well, that's what was the aliens, and there's not going to be recourse for the aliens because there's nothing you can do to them. So again, you have to give them something for them to give us something. And right now, the community as a whole is not willing to give the government amnesty on this particular subject. So things like the Pentagon briefing are fun. It's nice to see them putting out stuff. But you heard their conclusions. They don't think they were aliens. They think they're some other technology that somebody else is using. But they don't think they're aliens. And uh, basically, the Pentagon briefing, even all the news media agreed. It wasn't there. Nothing there to prove the existence of extraterrestrials. I guess I'll let that up to y'all what you think, you think about. It. But this is a second second thing that's going to Congress now that we've seen. And then there's all of uh, Dr. Greer's stuff he did back in, uh, what was it, um, May of 2000, 2001. All those witnesses came forward and what came out of it. But here we are 21 years later. The Pentagon's coming out. And what's coming out of that? Has, has your belief changed as an individual? You listen to this radio show, any radio show that I did. Has your belief changed? Do you think the aliens coming here and taking people? Or do you think it's a bunch of hard work? Do you think UFOs are weird government experiments or weird things like that? Or do you think they're aliens out there? Has the Pentagon briefing changed your mind in any shape, form, or fashion? If it has, write to me and I'll bring you into the system. Um, I'm just curious. I mean, it hasn't changed my mind. Of course, I didn't think it would change my mind unless you know, they had Bob the Gray up there hanging upside down or something. But um, sure, the hell ever changed mine. Oh, I know. Look at that outer realm thing up there. That's that's Michelle. Snuck that shit in there. Look at that. Huh? Look at that. Wait till her show starts. I'll sneak mine in. I see how this. I see how this works. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, I just don't think that the aliens. So, you, you know, when you listen to a lot of people talk about alien abductions or alien contact or whatever, and they talk about all this, uh, they're here to save us, here to enlighten us, here to save the world, here to change the world, blah, 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 blah. But then on the other hand, you do hear some darker stuff to hear to eat us or 
wipe the world out. Whatever. My problem with all of this is, and this is a real simple thing, actions always speak louder than words. So the aliens have been telling these people this for, I don't know, well, since man's been on the planet, but yet, so far, knock on wood, it hasn't happened. Has it? I mean, the planet looks like it's still here to me. Just they just anyway. We're gonna to change topics, but still, the aliens the aliens just don't feel the need to to no, they don't feel the need to save us. They're not our saviors. How's that? Yeah, they're here to observe. Well, they might save a few of us. Yes, yeah, some some of their pets. But other than that, I don't, I don't think so. It's up to us to save ourselves. And if we want to get into any kind of galactic community, we have. We have to get our shit together, become a, a one government planet. And all you one worlders out there, don't start with me because without it, there is no getting off this planet. Uh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos can only do so much. They're going to need the rest of the planet's resources to really get out of the space. So we have to be a one world government. It's not just that. I mean, you can cure a lot more stuff with one world working on the same projects. It's it's time. I don't know how. You know, Russia's out there. Look, Russia trying to do a one-world government now. Take over Ukraine one country at a time. Um, China, I, I just, I don't, I don't know how it's going to happen. But if it's going to, it's going to have to happen. Maybe the aliens will just show up one day and say, "Look, if you want to be in the galactic community, you, you stupid ass humans, um, become a one-world government." Who knows? It might work. I don't know. Marco, to answer your question, the greys are, um, I guess you call them the keeper of the light. The greys are the ones who watch over everything. They, um, they work directly for the light beams and, and they basically keep an eye on everything that goes on inside the galactic community. There must be a lot of them, is all I can say. There's quite a few of them here. Well, some planets might not need them. Some places might be well behaved. And there are supposed to be human colonies. Well, let me rephrase it. There's supposed to be colonies out there with humans are. Not necessarily human colonies, but colonies where there are other aliens and humans. Mix them together. That's, that's the thing about you. And that's why there's always been so many um, UFO sightings with mortuaries and graveyards and hospitals. Because they can take you. If, if I remember, they can take you up to three days after your death. Maybe that's the three-day thing from uh, in the past. Maybe that's what it's for. I, I mean, it's it's weird, but that's what they say. So, and they take your consciousness, not your body, and zap you. They either hold you in the computer or put you in a new body. The same way they put themselves in a new body. Yeah. Except they're usually been changed. Um, a lot of times when, when you talk to contactees, when they see these bodies be, before they're in them the first time, a lot of times they'll tell you they're slightly altered. Might be a little thicker, a little taller, a little shorter, a little stockier. All of them say the same thing. Your brain casings are larger. Uh, I guess for all that other stuff you learn when you're on board the ship, you can, you can now encase in your own brain. That sounds interesting to me. Superhumans would be, I guess, what you would call them. Genetically human. Oh, man, it's Khan. Khan! Oh, shit. I don't know about these genetically engineered humans. Well, it's not humans that's doing it, though. It's aliens. Well, when I got in this, everybody's telling me, oh, 
The aliens need us to survive. Okay, I said, well, that's okay. So why is there more than one race here then? If that's true, all these races need us to survive? No, indeed. Not. That's bullshit. That's not what they were here for. It's like when people tell me, oh, the grays don't have emotions. They most certainly do have emotions. Uh, yeah, they can even laugh. Yes, they have emotions. They just don't wear them on their sleeves like we do. And the reptilians, actually, the reptilians, best, the best thing you can describe the reptilians as is, is the Klingons. Except clean and eater and way more psychic abilities and genetic memory. Oh, and yeah, they do have one religion. So, but still, I mean, the way they act a lot of times, it's, that would be the best way to describe them. What you were doing Star Trek things, you mean the human, human type aliens? No, they're not like the Vulcans, sir. Because they got a nasty side. I mean, they came in and created a clone race, a slave race, uh, to mine the planet. It's not exactly what I would consider to be a kind race. The Sumerians talk about them. The Sumerians talk about the, the, the created the, the slave race, the one that created us to. We're, we're, we're the last, not us, but the slave race is the last creation of the seven creations of man, according to the Sumerians. And then we are the product of the reptilians intervening with the race that was created by the Sumerians. Well, I mean by the aliens visiting the Sumerians, yeah. And the Dogon actually backed that up because they talked about the Nemos who used to come and steal other women from other villages. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So you have two ancient cultures talking about the same thing. I would have thought it would have been different time frames, I guess, me. That's what I would have thought. But still, it's not that they couldn't exist or existed in some form. I don't, I don't want to say they didn't because I wasn't there. And, and maybe they were a different name and it was just passed down. They've they been there for a long time. Man. They, it's, it's, it's old as Egypt is. So, yeah, it could have been right around right around the mid part of the scenario, the fall of the scenario, somewhere around there. Uh, but the aliens. So you had one alien race with the Sumerians, which is a human race, and you had the reptilians with the Dogon. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, and then for some reason they were competing with each other. For some reason the, the reptilians felt a need to wake the human race up. That's why we all had the reptilian section on our planet. Uh, when they interbred with the women and the children born, they were born different. They were born more aggressive. Uh, they wanted to know about the universe, they wanted to know why they had to do this, why they had to do this, they wanted to know how do you do this, how do you do that. They were just much more, well, they were much more human like we are today. The race that pre-existed to us was, they were docile, they didn't want to fight, which was a good thing, but they didn't want to, they didn't know why they existed, they didn't want to know why they existed. They were happy with their existence, which I guess is a good thing. They were slave race. Yeah, they didn't, they could, you know, the description of them was, uh, they could make mead, they could procreate, they could play games, but that was it. They didn't, they didn't ask, you know, why did, why were they created, what were they for, where were they going, none of that mattered to them. But when the reptilians had a bread, that all changed. We became the race that's here today. And of course, thanks to them, the grays somewhere got along. So there are people on the planet that have reptilian movement and gray blood. That's another reason they might be watching us so closely. Because somewhere in the future, because of that, that mix of those three alien races, humans may become superhumans. They may become the next lightning or the next gray. But they're, they're, I think they're really just scared that humans are going to surpass a million times soon, 100 million, a billion years. It's going to be a long time before that happens. 
people are like, oh, that's going to be like 50 years. No, it's not. We are so de-evolved compared to the rest of the universe, it's not even fun. We're not, we're not much more removed than an ape. Uh, we're not. I mean, I mean, look what we do to the planet. Look what we do to the animals. Look what we do to intelligent animals on the planet. And look what we do to our own pets. Look what we do to dogs and cats. I mean, we've just got a long ways to go. Yeah, I'm not saying we won't get there. We will. Yes. People like me have to give up, like, you know, my guns and stuff like that for all that That might not be an easy thing to do. I'm ready for peace, love, and light. I, actually, growing up, I was a LL and L. I love light and laughter. But that's not, you know, that's not really who I am anymore. Now I'm like, don't with me, people. <laughs> I'm just telling you now. Don't with me, people. Well, it looks like, and we don't know for sure, that there are some suggestions that the reptilians were here uh, pre-everybody, way back uh, 60 million, 70 million years ago. Looks like they were here for a long time. And then I guess they knew the comet was coming or whatever was coming. Or they seen what happened, and they either went out, and some of them went underground, and I think some left. And they were gone for a long time, and then humans showed up. Nobody was here. They just claimed the planet for themselves. Yeah, the, the reptilians, the ones that were here, were probably underground, and the other ones were gone. So they were like, well, shit, you know, it's our planet now. So they started a colony. And according to the, the Sumerians, they couldn't breathe yet. They, they built two great white dome cities, and the dome cities were domes because... The first Sumerians that come here couldn't breathe the atmosphere. Yeah, they wanted whatever it was, they couldn't breathe it here. It wasn't the right mixture. They created a race of their cells. They, they engineered their cells so they could breathe the atmosphere. And those went out and started, you know, colonizing and creating the slave race, the seven creations of man, so that they could start doing whatever they do with the planet. They might even think about terraforming. Yes. Well, they would have been the demigods to everybody else. They would have been like the Greeks or the Vikings or the Romans or something like that. Well, not the Vikings, but the Greeks and the Romans. That would have been what they were. Because they would have been demigods. They would have had powers, telekinesis, tele telepathy, empathic abilities, other abilities besides that. Uh, would have been at their, at their, well, at their fingertips or out of thought. They would have had those abilities. So to everyday humans or non-deities, they would guess what they would have looked like. So it would have been easy to put them off of this one, put it off on that one, or things like that. Oh, it runs super fast, that one can fly. Whatever it may have been, it would have been easy for the people of the time to really think that they were gods or deities. So that's how they got played off. Yeah, it would make sense. But later on, as, as things progressed forward, and the reptilians and the bread with them, so the reptilians were treated the same way. The Dogons considered the reptilians to be gods, not just the not. That's what's so weird about this. The reptilians were revered all around the world. And in the, in the, yeah, in the Americas, especially in South America, Meso, well, Mesoamerican and Native America, they were well revered there. They were bringers of life, the bears of truth, the bear of all kinds of stuff. Um, they were even like that in Africa. And it wasn't until Christ, the time of Christ, that that changed. Except in South America, they changed everywhere else in the world. I mean, creation story. Creation stories in almost every culture on the planet. It's not just um, Adam and Eve, and, and Noah's not just Noah's actually six thousand years before the Bible was, or five thousand years before the Bible was written. That's when the story was written. 
there's a lot of that. A lot of that stuff got used for that. And maybe it was because they knew about ET being on the planet. You know, when you when you when you're in the presence of what some people would consider a little god, you're going to act differently. You're going to be different. But they really did feel the need to create a race that could, you know, get out on the planet, get dirty, get nasty, procreate, make more, didn't have to have long lifespans, uh, you know, because they were just usable tools. And I don't know if the reptilians did it because they felt sorry for us, or if they just wanted to piss off the humans, or if there was another reason. But for some reason, they started taking women at a pretty large number and interbreeding with them. And those children looked just like the rest of the children, but they were completely different. They had a different onset, a different idea of life. They looked at the world differently, and they challenged stuff. They weren't docile. They didn't. They weren't just going to push them around. Uh, you weren't going to tell them no. They, they wanted to know why they existed, why they had to plow the field. Why couldn't somebody else go plow the field? Uh, you know, it, it's just, it changed. And that change seemed to, to pace forward. That's who we are today. That's the species that's here today. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, the reptilians are supposed to be in a growing society. There is a warrior cast in it, but the majority of them are supposed to be in a growing society. Peaceful loving, caring kind of stuff. Oh, oh yeah, well, yeah, we can talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second hour there. Um, well, all races get tagged for something. And going back to the Pentagon briefing, again, you know, for all y'all listening tonight, what did you see in the Pentagon briefing that would make you think extraterrestrials real? I'm not saying UFOs, because UFOs are always real, because UFO simply means unidentified flying objects. So what would make you think, and if you watch those briefings, what is it in that briefing that you saw that said, oh, shit, aliens are here. I want to know. I only had one of my friends even say anything that even looked good, and she was telling me about a triangle. Um, other than that, most everybody was like, uh, I don't know, Joe. I don't even know what I'm looking at. And why everybody call them Yap? Yap just sounds stupid to me. It just sounds stupid to me. Oh... And why is the government so interested all of a sudden? Do you think, do you really think our government's any more interested than it was two weeks ago? Or do you think they're just trying to get more people involved in it? Yeah, they want to look, they want to around in the world. So if we've got, if we've got, you know, a billion, two billion, three billion people watching for us, it sure makes it hard for anything to sneak up on us. You mean, oh, do you think that's where we got our stealth technology from the aliens? I don't know. Our stealth is based on, like, paints and deflections and the way we move stuff. The, um, the aliens look like they use a, um, just like some type of shielding that reflects everything around them. It looks like it's a different technology. Have you ever seen the new Terminator gear that they came out with about 10 years ago? They don't use it because the pack weighs about 90 pounds. You have this gear that would bend light around the unit and just make them look like part of the jungle. Understanding it. It's really cool technology. But, I mean, you can't tow around 80, 90 pounds all day long. Like, where are you at? Yeah, and they need, like, one lithium battery that can run it for a couple of hours that weighs, like, you know, five ounces or something. It'll get there eventually, just not, not now. It's cool tech, though. But it could be something based like that. It really could be. So what do you mean, why did the aliens come here? That's what we were talking about. So let's say, 
let's say that the grade, I mean, the reptilians were here 60, 65 million years ago. Because uh, there is evidence of that. The Pravda map suggests that uh, there's a map in, in a Russian museum that suggests that there was life here 123 million years ago. So they dated this map. It's a cover stone. And they found this cover stone, and it's a map of a valley taken from an aerial view. So you have to be way up, not from like the side of the mountain, because the whole mountain range around it's in, inside the map. So you had to have been up a couple of hundred feet, maybe maybe a thousand, two thousand feet up above the valley to see this this the way they did. And they had the resources of the valley and where they were and how they were put there and where they were hidden and stuff like that. Uh, and what kind of containers and stuff they were in. Not a map you would see from, from a village. And let's be honest, no one was supposed to be on a planet 123 million years ago. No. As far as I know, there was just dinosaurs. But if you're a reptilian race, you might not be in here. You might not mind being here with a bunch of dinosaurs. I mean, think about it. You might know how to deal with them and task with them and how to mess with them. So, in that case, you know, they might have liked it here. They might have came here, been hanging out here. And like we said, something happened. You know, 60 million years later, something happened. And they had to leave. And then here comes the human race. Not us, but the human alien race comes along and starts screwing around creating the first race of us. I guess if, if you consider this your home and you came back and you found us rodents running around, uh, you might want to do something about it. But the reptilians took a liking to us for some reason. Or maybe it's just pity. Maybe they just took pity on us. I don't know which one it is. But for some reason, they, they like us and much better than the other two. Uh, well, the greys, again, think of us like kids. Or not even kids, like pets. And... No, the uh, the humans just most of the humans look at us like trash cousins, like distant trash cousins. Yeah, right. we're not gonna give you any details, but yes, because um, humans think okay. So you're looking at us. We think we're the well, we did think we were the center of the universe. That we're the smartest thing in the universe. We don't even know if we're the smartest thing on the planet, but we said we're the smartest thing in the universe. Really. Based on what? Now here you're an alien race. You've been around 700 million years, a billion years, a billion and a half years. And you're looking at this little nipple peon race that ain't even 2 million years old saying how they're the smartest thing to ever exist. The ego alone amazes me. And you got to remember, humans always make it about that. That's what makes abduction research so hard. It's, uh, it's like when somebody writes a Star Trek a, a TV, somebody wants to write for Star Trek, they almost always write it as they're the savior or they're the whatever. Well, that's how abduction is a lot of times. It's always about the contactee and not the abduction. Well, it should always be about the abduction, not the contactee, because a lot of times um, there's a lot going on that you're missing if you think it's about you. Yeah, they want you to be part of the program, but it's never about you. It's always about the, the agenda. And that's a lot of times how you can tell someone's lying or telling the truth about their so-called contact. Uh, Christopher, where you at, Christopher? Where? River, River, River Valley. I never heard of River Valley, Texas. Mm, I think you're BSing me, man. Well, I mean, I don't know, but I never heard. I've heard of River Valley, other places, but not Texas. Uh, they got a place on one of the cameras, I on one of the cameras, on one of the systems. Well, it's a little train station, somebody's called River Valley. But anyway, what's your question?
Well, you, if we nuked ourselves with the Grays, stop it. No, we're not going to stop it. If Putin was launched nukes tomorrow, the Grays wouldn't stop uh, Unless something changed and they decided they were going to take us to another phase, they wouldn't stop it. They just said, nuke it and deal with it. To them, it's like a lesson. It's like spilling a glass of milk in your lap. It's a lesson. Uh, they're like, okay, these stupid humans nuked their planet. Let's see how they're going to fix it. And is it, will it be, because as far as they're concerned, it may be the thing that unites the planet under one government. There's got to be something that's going to happen that can unite the planet under one government. Until it happens, I don't, I don't even think they care about it. Well, no, they can save the humans they want to save. That's what we were talking about earlier. So they've had a program since day one. If they consider you useful or part of the program or somewhere else you're going to be useful, when you die, they just upload your consciousness. They can store the consciousness on the desk. They can store it on the hologram. Or they can store it. And, um... <coughs> Sorry, guys. <coughs> or they can store it in, uh, in another body. Sorry. Me and the flowers have issues there. But, um... So yeah, because they, they can upload your consciousness to a new host body, they can upload your consciousness uh, to a, basically to a computer, to a desk, for lack of a better way of saying it, and they can upload you to a hologram. Then, right? in, any of these places, except on the desk, you're probably out, but the rest of the places you're actually interacting. If they, odds are if they put you in a new body, you're not coming back to Earth. You're going somewhere else. Yeah. That would pretty much take that to the bank. Uh, where are you going? I don't know, but pretty much uh, you're going somewhere, not here. And some of them will be held because some of the journeys are long, so they'll be held, in, I guess, in storage so you get to wherever they're going. Well, why let it good? So they look at life a little different than we do. I mean, we know people die, so they look around and they see a human that has potential, either now or in the future, to be what they're looking for. Then they'll save that human and keep it human. I wouldn't call it immortality, but it, it is. As, as far as we're concerned, it's a form of immortality. But all in all, that's not what they would consider it to be. Uh, it would just be, you know, an everyday visit to the doctor, I guess. But well, their lifespan is so long to start off with, it's ridiculous. And if something does happen to them, they can't upload their conscience to a new host. So. I don't know if they all look at, you know, people ask me all the time, oh, the grace all look just alike. I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, I think they look quite a bit different than each other. I think they look like grays, but I think they're just like humans. In fact, there's a whole bunch of them. Because everybody thinks they're clones, but they're not clones. Most bodies are different than clone bodies. They're, they're a mix of different DNAs that's, that's, and their bodies are grown, but they're not like a clone. There's no clone degradation. They figure that one out, whatever that is. Well, if you got a lot of DNA, you can mix it too. You don't have to have clone. You don't have to have degradation. Well, let's look at it like this. Uh, to answer your question, if the Greys really wanted to, they could take over this planet probably less than 48 hours. Really and truly, if they did an aerial assault, probably less than 8 hours. They could flatten all the major places on the planet. One ship could flatten all the major places on the planet. Killing probably close to four billion people in a matter of eight hours. Yeah. 
pretty much everyone else would be left would just be like, there'd be no effective military, no infrastructure. Uh, the planet would be screwed. And they could leave it like that, or they could leave a mess and say, okay, now y'all got to get your one world government together. Well, a communist government's not going to work for one world government. I don't know what's going to work. Republican Republic might work. Uh, democracy for sure, but uh, there has to be rules put in so that, that democracies can't be screwed with like they are in the United States. And other countries for that matter. Yeah, so. Um, it's up to the aliens, yeah. It's entirely what they want. It's just, again, it goes back. Uh, hold on. It goes back to um, what are they doing here? And why did they come here originally? Even if even if the reptilians came here a long time ago, what were they here for? Were they just colonizing? Did they find a planet that's a lot like where they came from? You know, dinosaurs roaming all over the place. Planet they were happy to do. Why do humans come here? Did they need the minerals? I mean, that's a big asteroid belt out there full of minerals. So, why why they come here? And when they came here, were there any animals on the planet? Any humans? I mean, uh, 120 million years ago, they shouldn't have. Even though there does seem to be, and uh, three places in the from sorry, four places in the world, they have found human footprints buried under dinosaur footprints. Originally, they thought the one in Arkansas was a hoax, but then they found another one buried that was like 50 feet under a set of dinosaur tracks. They had to cut it out by a stone so it wasn't a hoax. They don't know what the hell it was. Maybe it was some kind of monkey. Well, none of us were there. It's just, this kind of stuff, there's no way to know what's true and what's not true. You weren't there. And is it some kind of animal that stepped and it was just because of the mud? That's the way the footprint looks. You just... You just well, in the, in the one case in Arkansas, it's more than one track. It's like a line of going down. Like somebody was walking through some mud somewhere. Yeah, trying to get, trying to get somewhere. Yeah. It was a straight line of uh, footprints. There's a couple places in the world, but still it doesn't mean that there were humans there. Yeah, maybe it was on footprint. As far as we know, there may have been raptors out there with feet kind of like us. It just looked like that when, when the mud settled. Well, we don't know. We weren't there. But I would imagine a, a reptilian race would have been quite at home here at that particular time. Now it's probably a little bit warmer and a little bit drier than it would like, but still. I would imagine back then it was a great place for them to come hang out. With little ice caps to talk about. Oxygen was higher and richer. There's much more human animals that were growing all over. Plants were growing all over. Well, when you raise a carbon, plants like carbon. They, they thrive on it. And we always talk about how we're going to starve to death because the carbon's going up. Well, that's a little crap. Uh, that's not what's going to cause it. No. See, it's like when I tell you a little earlier when they say, oh, we're going to, we can predict the climate for the next year, but they can't predict the weather for a week. I will believe them when they tell me they can predict climate change when they can predict the weather just for one week. That's all I'm asking. One week. Show me you can predict the weather accurately for one week, and then we'll start talking about global change and climate change. Now, I don't believe that this global change has always been. I mean, when I was a young man, we were talking about the Ice Age coming back. Now, all of a sudden, we're talking about global warming. Even though in the South, it's actually gotten cooler. So global warming, that's why they call it, that's why they switched it over to climate change, because it's a little quirkier. It's, it's almost like Louisiana's weather 
moved over from Texas. It's like everything moved to the right. It's not that we went up or down or got hot or cold. It's just like our weather moved over. So notice that Alabama's getting a lot of the same kind of weather we use there. We usually put some warms in, so it's kind of funny. It's, uh, but Louisiana's actually getting cool. Mississippi's gotten cool. The shit, it snowed here. It snows about once every 10 years for me. Since I moved to Mississippi, it snowed every three years. And I live on the Gulf Coast. Yeah, so uh, and it's definitely, the winters are definitely colder. Because every year we get ice now. And uh, the summers are cool. It's not that they don't get viciously hot some years. They don't, you know. It's just they're not as bad as they used to be. It's not neat. When I was a kid, there was all kind of 100 degree days. There's not anymore. 95, 96, plenty enough to make nasty hurricanes, but um, but it's not that that, that that what you would think coming from climate change. And Pete, we mean Oh, you mean air, Oh, so you watched the rival? You think the aliens are terraforming the planet? Can't rule it out. No, you can't rule really, as far as you know, the human aliens might like a thick, hot climate. So those reptilians, maybe. So you can't rule out they are. They could be terrible. But why not just wipe the humans after we're going to do that? Why bother keeping us around? What, you need slave labor or something? I'm just saying, what do you do? You need slave labor. Why keep humans around if you're going to terraform the planet? Just wipe them out. It'd make it way easier to terraform. Oh, they're using us to terraform. So we're driving the car. So that's like an episode from Doctor Who. They're doing a lot of weird sci-fi episodes tonight. Well, all I can tell you for sure, and all the research I've done over the years, is the race seems to be the most advanced race that's missing on the planet by leaps and bounds. And I mean by serious leaps and bounds. It's not like you know. Barely, they're just far ahead. I can't tell you how far they're ahead of different races on the council, but as far as uh, the humans and reptilians, they're a hundredfold more advanced than they are. Yeah, well, think about the the, the humans and reptilians. They are they do have telepathy, but they still use what we call click and switch, where you got to touch something. The greys don't touch anything. The greys just think about it and the shit happens. The greys can actually physically meld with their shit. The ship can grow its own food, its own fuel, and the grade's food all in one. And then it has this blue plasma it makes from its energy that can heal anything. That makes you feel rejuvenated after you've been in it, whoever you are. Yeah, they sound a little bit more advanced than the other ones. You know, that's a good question, Jackie, and I've often wondered. If the reptilians and humans didn't sometimes contact, contract the greys to take some of their people out, some of their buckies out. Because with the reptilians, a lot of times I hear that they use an, an image device. People think they shape shift, but they don't physically shape shift. They just they project this image that comes out of their head, and anybody within certain range of them, um, that's what they see. Oh, I imagine it's pretty decent range. But that's what they see that they see that individual. Well, it's got to be enough range that you can't see with the naked eye because you can tell. So if you saw something, you'd be like, "Oh, was that kind of green?" But then you'd walk up and look like a person. That's why they could fly in airplanes and stuff like. That. I once often wonder if it's like some kind of compression thing, but it's supposed to be just images. 
Can you imagine sitting next to a 600 pound reptilian on an airplane? Yeah. And the weird part is, is both men and women who tell me they've had these experiences say that they are just overwhelmingly caring, loving, and beautiful. I mean, like, way beautiful. So if you're dating somebody that's like impossibly political, it might be like It might be. I look. I'm just telling you what I, all the things we've learned over the years. The greatest thing to have, well, telekinesis is the greatest definitely possessed. All of them possess telekinesis. I just don't think they possess it on the level that the brains do. See, that's another thing that bothers me when we talk about this as a society. So, we know humans have empathic abilities and telepathic abilities. And we know things like remote viewing and telepathy and stuff like that. But telekinesis seems to elude us. And people tell me all the time, oh, no, no, we got it. Well, these humans and reptilians who are, are at least 300 years more, maybe years more advanced than we are, they don't have it to large magnitude. So how the hell we got it? The greatest seem to have it. The greatest seem to be able to do anything by far. Uh, even though the humans and reptilians do have the ability and they are getting better and better at it each generation, it doesn't seem like something the humans are really... At that level yet. And, you know, one of my biggest arguments has always been the same thing. So let's say that Darth Cheney, you don't know who Darth Cheney is, he is, he was uh, President, Bi uh, President, Bi President Ford's Vice President, we call him Darth Cheney. If they would have been someone on a planet that had telekinesis, he would have hired them, they would have killed Putin, they would have killed Xi Jinping, and it would have just looked like a heart attack or it would have been, oh my God, Putin had an aneurysm burst in his head. And that would have been the end of it. And uh, they would have done an investigation, but that's what it would have turned out to be. A year later, oh my God, Xi Jinping was on tour and had a heart attack and died. And there would be no other thing than it had a heart attack. It, you know, if you just close the artery until it collapsed and then let go and it would spring back, but he would be dead. There would be lots of these unexplainable deaths around the world of telekinesis existing. In, in, a, in a real form. It's not that it doesn't exist, but it doesn't exist in a, in a real form. And you know when the government's talking about this, because government, you know, actively recruits telepaths all the time. Ever since they closed their remote viewing programs down, they actively recruit telepaths. But they're not asking if you have telekinesis to do that. Because I think they've already learned the answer to that question. And no, don't even ask me that. No, not all humans have telepathy. Or empathy, no. So, this is an easy thing. People, people get mad at me for this all the time, but this is easy. Go make your sign, go to your local mall, uh, psychic, uh, psycho test being given. Telepathic ability. Te we want to test you for your telepathic ability. It's absolutely free. Come get tested. So, someone comes and sits down. And all you need is two cards. That's it. Two cards. Uh, whatever two colors you want, whatever card you want, it could be a three. It doesn't matter. Two cards. So you know what the two cards are. You even know what side they're on. So if you're looking at the individual, if they have telepathy, they can read your mind and tell you what the cards are. Uh, less than 50% get it right. Less than 50%. So like when you flip a coin, you're supposed to get 50-50. A lot of times people only get like 30-70. And that's the case in this. If you get like, any kind of psychic ability, you at least get 50-50 or better. But you don't. You don't get any of that. It's about only... Like the last time we did it, only at the conference, this was at a UFO conference, uh, where everybody says they're psychic. Only 5% of the people we tested, 250 people, 
only 5% had any real abilities. And only about 2% of that had real, real psychic abilities. Full-blown psychic abilities. They could actually use them and knew what they were and understood them. The other, the other 3% just didn't. They, they just, they had abilities, but they were lost. It was probably more of a nightmare for them than it was a help. But it's not hard. You can go to any mall, people, any mall, and test. You, you know what you, you can do to a party and test. It's a fun thing. You know, next time you had a party, say, hey, let's see who's psychic in this room. And just do a, do a test in the room and see what you come up with. I guarantee you, you're going to be disappointed by how many people actually are correct. And remember, there's always chance. Some people can get it right eight or nine times, like if they were gambling in a casino. Sometimes people can actually do that. But most of the time, though, um, you're going to get it right or you're not. And if you're a true psychic or empath, you're going you're to know at least 70% of the time or 80% of the time. A lot of them know 100% of the time, but still, you're going to be better than 50-50. Um, or 70-30, that's for sure. It's just... It's just, you know, every, and we get a lot of, we don't test that much anymore, but we get a lot of testing. And a friend of mine said, oh, well, the Z-Gens guys, I said, no, the Z-Gens ain't got shit. I said, they ain't got any more psychic abilities than anybody else does. And I, and from doing these tests, I don't believe that everybody has them. I don't think it's a gift that everybody has. No, it's not latent. It's not hidden. You just don't possess the ability. You haven't developed it. It hasn't developed over family line. And it may never. Maybe after giving enough time, there's enough interbreeding on the planet. Maybe then, when the Rh negative becomes the 85 percent instead of the 15 percent, then maybe then a bunch of them will have the ability. But not now. That's not how it is. Unfortunately, the majority of people just do not have psychic abilities. Yes, right, Timmy. Trust me, it doesn't matter. I can prove it. So that's the best part for me. I can prove it. I can prove it. Really, this is. Yeah, I got a tattoo of a gray on my ass doing this. Yeah, yeah. I got bored of it. What can I say? It's, uh, who's anti-tattoo? Not me. Uh, most people I know got tattoos. I don't. Personally, I don't. But it has nothing about being anti. It has to do more being ADD. ADT, ADT. That's the only problem. You know what I mean. <clears throat> oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, baby. Ow. Good evening and welcome to UFO on the cover with the sexy beast man UFO. That would be Sean Charlie. <laughs> um, we got a couple more questions, Jay. Again, I'll go right back to this real quick and then we'll go on to some of the questions. I don't. If, if you were driving through our solar system and looked at our planet, there may be a curiosity for a little while until you actually sat and listened to us for a little while. And then you would probably say, I'll be back in 100 years or 500 years or 1,000 years. Because we're just, we're really immature. We're not a united planet. So if you get in trouble here, depending on what country you are, you may never even have a chance to get back. You may be dissected before you can even call your leader. Well, the grades are very telepathic. You dissect one in and give me a whole bunch of income. Oh, yeah. You mean, do I think anybody holds aliens against their will? Is that what you're asking me now? Not unless there's some back asshole aliens that somehow came to a gate or something like that. 
just don't know what they're doing. But the Grays were tons of humans, no, they're not holding on that's all. Even the white tall whites are not being held so They're here for their agendas and we're just part of their agendas. And that's something else that's hard to get across our human friends. My friends. Is the fact that, you know, it's about them, not about us. We want it to be about us. And I understand we want it to be about us because, you know, we're egotistical maniacs on this planet. But it is not about us. It is about the extraterrestrials. They didn't come here to save our world. They didn't even come here to change our world. What's going on for us is just, just, uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, we're benefiting from because they're here doing something else. They're here for whatever reasons they're here, which is their agendas. And um, that's what they're here for. And we benefit from it. Sometimes it doesn't benefit from it. Sometimes we do benefit from it. Uh, regardless, but it is about them. It's not about us. It's hard to make people understand that. Look, people, it is not about us. It happens to us. It involves us. When we come right down to the alien agenda, it is about them. Uh, you know what, Kirby? Hold on. That's, uh, let me see if that's that back there. Hold on a second. Hold on, people. If I disappear, I'd be right back. Come on, right back. No, let me disappear for long. Hold on. Empty screen's a bad thing in radio. Or television, whatever you call it. Sorry guys, can't hear without that. There we go, there we go. Um, what's that, Jackie? You haven't seen you a lot lately, but last couple weeks, you oh, that's right, I forgot to tell me where you were going. Yes, well, I don't think we even discussed that with him. You mean, do I think the Greys are going to say, hey, Biden? Right. <laughs> uh, I don't think even the world wants to. I mean, come on, even the Saudis won't talk to them. And they're basically aliens. And they just... Well, if you were here representing a galactic consciousness or a federation, or just your own world, would you want to talk to Biden? Or would you want to talk to anybody in our government? I don't even want to hear them Biden. Would you want to talk to anybody in our government? No. Again, you might be dis... You might be vivisected in a matter of minutes. Well, that's... It's a dissection without actually being dissected. Anyway, you look at vivisection, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. well, when they dissect you, they're dissecting you to learn things. When they give you a vivisection, they're just trying to keep the pain going for as long as they can. Yes, it's they take anyway. Just look it up. It's nothing we need to get into. It's called a vivisection. Yeah. Um, no, they <sighs> disclosure. You mean right now? I mean under President Joe Biden. Well, I would be stunned. Uh, I really would be. I, 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 would, I wouldn't even know what to think. I'd just be stunned because Joe Biden was like, I was like, oh, shit. Um, I, I would be stunned. I don't even know how to say it any other way because that's exactly where I would be. I, I'd kind of be like, did the aliens just come out for Joe Biden? Then I'd really think it was the end of the world. I would really think I'd be waiting for like one of the scenes from Independence Day when all the ships got all over all the cities and blew the shipping back. That's what I'd be looking for. 
because a, a self-respecting alien race that was here to enlighten us, I don't know if they were doing under Joe Biden, unless they just thought that it was so bad that they needed to. It's, it's, it's quite possible. It's quite possible. Well, no, we got questions coming in from like three different locations. Mm, somebody gets faint. I can see this coming. I'm not mentioning no names in here. Anyway, how is everyone tonight? We're going to play a promo in just a second. Actually, it's a little commercial. We'll play in just a second. But I hope everybody's been enjoying the show. We're just chit-chatting tonight. We're not even talking about anything serious. It's just... Um, I mean, get myself used to doing radio. i got guests coming up. Uh, let's see. Zane is one of the winners coming up next week. And then um, Tim Powers will be on with me. He's one of the writers of one of the... Uh, I mean, he does a lot of sci-fi. But he also did one of the... Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but he, anyway, he's, he's, one of, he's a great writer. He's going to be. He's also one of the judges who write in the future. Uh, he'll be hanging out with me in two weeks. Actually, no, I'm sorry. He'll be here Friday night. Apologize. Uh, Tim Powers will be here with me Friday night. Zane will be with me here next Wednesday, and uh, Todd will be here the following Wednesday, which is another great writer. So uh, we're finishing up our writer series for Writers of the Future because we were out there in LA, so that's coming through. Uh, Carmen books them all for me, so uh, you can catch him. We do them on different nights because. I got X amount of UFO shows because I got, I got certain guests booked for that, and I got certain guests booked for Science One. Don't forget, guys, um, we have all kind of shows up for awards this year again. Um, I know we're also up for Best Local Broadcast this year again. We're going to win a number we're up for it, but we're also up. I think five shows are up for podcast awards. Let me see. Um, Rise of the Future, The Outer Realm, Chasing Prophecy, UFO in the Cover, and essentialist and uh, and maybe even science beyond my response we may have six up so yes rock on people get your asses over there and vote when it comes time to vote 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 you know that is not the commercial jack yes you know you just man you fire your husband and you just on the way girl Poor lord jackie is a friend of mine who is going just went to a divorce and she is pissed as all i can say <laughs> we'll leave it at that yeah, you want to get probed by some aliens. I know. Maybe they'll come by and visit you. Maybe the aliens cause it. You never know. Um, you know, it is funny that we're on that subject. Um, a lot of people I knew in the early days, and even today, but not as much today as the early days, um, a lot of these people would get, you know, in the field, would get divorced because the husband or the wife, one of the two would be an abductee. The other one thought the other one was nuts. So they end up in divorce. But what's funny about it is, is I, don't, I couldn't tell you what the other spouse did, but the one who was an abductive contact, he eventually met somebody else that was an abductive contact. He got married and are still married. For some reason, um, abductees, when they marry each other, stay married. Somebody asked me one time if I thought they were arranged marriage. It could be. I mean, they meet each other on board the ship, so it's, it's quite possible that you know they, they come to know who they are and like each other when they're on board the ships. It could be the reason why they, it, it works out like that. Well, okay, real weird thing for you. So I'm at a conference one day, and I'm talking to about seven women and about two guys. And, and I knew each and every one. Not only did I know each and every one, I told them what they were wearing before they got there, how they'd been doing, what was up, what aliens they were involved in, what was going on. I could, I could see their lives like I could see my own. Well, was it through contact? Was it through clairvoyancy? Or was it from being on board the ship and just knowing? Your guess, because I don't really know. It could be any mind of three. Sometimes, 
I think it's some kind of gift and it's like a clairvoyancy thing, but sometimes I don't think that's what it is. Sometimes I simply think it's through contact. Uh, I mean, I just, you know so much of that. It's like friends you've been friends with for like a decade. You just know all their life. You know, it's a kind of a strange thing. But uh, it's, in, in, in the early days, it happened a lot. Now it seems like it's changed a little bit, almost like um, they're finding each other. I had time things at the end, and I think that's what's going on. I think they're finding themselves before they find the wrong person. Yes, and it, it, it's harder on the baby boomers and the ex genders because a lot of them did find the wrong person and now have found the right person or not, and now they're on their own. But regardless, well, okay, Dean. All right, for people over the age of, say, 45, they don't always want to get a spouse. Not if they've been living alone for more than 10 years. I had several friends that, that were male and female that have now been uh, living on their own for 10 years, and they don't want a spouse. They want somebody trash out their house. It's not, it's not that they don't want to be alone. It's not that they don't want to have sex. It's none of that. It's just they don't really need a spouse or a husband or a wife. Don't ask me. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's an individual preference for different people, but you get set in your ways. And, then, you know, and as you get older, it is harder to change your ways. You, you're not as willing to change your ways as you are in your 20s and 30s. Uh, and even your 40s, 50s, 60s, you're kind of like, yeah, screw you, buddy. I ain't changing my way now. What do you got to say about that? So, uh, so for anyway, so they might have a little harder time, but I guarantee you, even if they found a, a, a contactee, they would probably get married and be happy. Uh, it's a weird phenomenon. It's a weird, strange thing that happens amongst abduction groups, uh, but it does happen, and it happens often. And like I said, not as much as it happened in the early days, because there's more of them in the early days now. Like I said, I think they're they're finding out who they are ahead of time. Without, you know, it's a little different when you get meet somebody on the internet and get married. You, usually, people talk for a couple of years on the internet, and in the beginning, it's all lies. But after that, it all becomes truth. So you spend two, three, four years talking to somebody, you actually get to know them, and then you get married. So it's it's a little different thing. Yeah, I remember when they said, "Oh, internet marriage is going to be horrible," and they turned out to be much better than regular. I think it's like 70-30 amongst regular and 50-50 amongst, uh, I mean, it's amongst regular get marriages, it's about 50-50 amongst ones that met on the internet got married, it's about 70-30 that stay together. Just tells you, if you talk more for you get married, well, come on, people. If you marry a high school sweetheart, you know what that's about. And um, it, what gets me is that the people who got married two and three and four and five and six times. My uh, stepfather, before I met my mom, had been married five times. I was like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> you like, Brad? But she was his last wife, but still. I was like, hmm, that's not a good bat marriage. But the contactees tend to just, and their relationships are different. They don't fight as much. Uh, they're connected in different ways. Uh, they feel more relaxed with each other, around each other. Uh, they have other stuff in common. Even if they're different kind of people, they still have stuff in common, especially amongst the abduction stuff. Some of them could be feel compelled to become keepers. Some feel compelled to be communicators. Some get in the field in other ways. And some just want to learn and go home. Um, but that's still just a small part of the abductees. And a small, and right now, we estimate 10 to 15% of the world's population gets taken. But the problem is, is it's only about three or four percent that are actually actively being taken on a regular basis. 
because what happens is that some of the earlier ones have burnt out already, they're not taking them anymore, or whatever they're waiting on hasn't happened yet. And don't think they don't they don't get don't follow and say uh, a gray who's got a girl marries a guy who's a reptilian and they have kids. And then so now both the reptilian and the grays, and then that person goes off and marries uh, someone who's been abducted by humans, and they go back and marry a gray. So it can get really sticky really fast. And then who has priority where, I guess, is by how much DNA you're showing from each race, I guess. But it's create not just one species. It's like it's a whole mismatch of jibber-jabber now, uh, especially with the aliens interbreeding back and forth with each other. But because they find each other, it's still keeping the population truer. It's not interbreeding as much or mixing much with the other 80, 80, 85% of the population of the world. It was in the beginning, but now it seems like uh, either, either the aliens are directing or the humans have become empathic enough that they can sense each other. And uh, so they're finding each other. It's all I can tell you. I mean, it doesn't, it's pretty much the way that's working out. Oh, well, hello there, my empathy dogs. But anyway, we have a station ID coming up. Um, wait, what's that? Yeah, we'll talk about that when I come back in a second. Oh, we're not going to be going long. It's like, uh, you know, I forgot to put that on. What did that Look at that. The ticker goes by. Oh, what was that? Was that an alien? What the hell was that? It sounds like an alien. Now I'm getting a little worried. to UFO Undercover, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Well, wasn't that blizzard? Uh, welcome back, everybody. See you, I told you, 30 seconds. It was really quick, really fast, really painless. Those will be growing in the near future, like five or six minutes. But still, that's that's fairly painless. That's that's really fairly painless. Well, if I had to pick a species that I'd want to hang out with, man, in a lot of ways it would be the reptilians because in a lot of ways we're more like them, at least in attitude and the way we do things. But when it comes down to the sheer understanding of the universe and technology, it would have to be the greatest. Um, they look at everything differently than they do. Whereas the reptilians, in a lot of ways, maybe because we share an ancestry, we're a lot like them. We're not near as intelligent as they are yet, or technologically as intelligent, but we are a lot like them. The humans, we're somewhat like them too, but they're a little bit more dogmatic than the reptilians. But the greys are, the greys are majestic in a way. They're, they're very, very empathic, very telepathic. They really want to see us do it. Oh, I don't know. That was probably that fan in the background. I forgot. Uh, somebody wrote to me about it, so I turned it off. i got to remember sometimes there's a studio fan that keeps the studio extra cold for the computer system. And I have to remember to turn it off because it is loud as you know what. Yes, I know. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah. But it's not me, it's that creature me out. Well, like a little while ago, I was sitting here and something went past. It caught me out the corner of the eye. Very strange thing. 
Well, Mom, don't let your babies grow up to be coon asses. Who wrote that? Who, who wrote that? Uh, I don't know who wrote that, but I'm going to ban your ass. No, I'm just kidding. I know who it was. I'm just teasing. You mean Bigfoot? No, I don't think Bigfoot. <laughs> Does Bigfoot and aliens have anything to do with each other? I know that they've been sighted near UFO craft, but you ever think maybe they were just interested because it was weird looking and they wanted to see what it was? Well, I haven't seen any real evidence to suggest, um, to suggest that they have any contact with ET. I mean, there's more proof that dolphins have contact with the greys than that the Bigfoot have proof of anything. There's actually been several people who've seen that. The dolphins underneath the gray ships, but as far as Bigfoot goes, not so much. Well, I've never had anybody report a contact, Bigfoot contacting an alien or standing there talking to an alien. Whereas, like with the dolphins, yeah, on many occasions, the greys, especially, almost always the greys, are talking with them. Sometimes the greys will just be hovering out the ship above a school level, just chatting. Well, it's funny because a long time ago, when the verse hit me, First, very first hypnosis and sessions I ever did. A hypnosis lady, and she said, I'm going to try to reproduce her language. Well, she started, because she's in deep hypnosis, she started making these clicks and picks and weird sounds. So we recorded all of them. We couldn't figure out what the hell it was. And uh, we're like, wow, what a weird ass, just weird ass language. And the only thing that saved that thing was, is a week later, I seen Star Trek 4. You know, the whale thing when they put, the, put it underwater. So I asked a friend of mine who owns a yellow submarine, he's a deep sea diver. Uh, I asked him if he could maybe, you know, put this, make it sound like it came from underwater or work with it. Because I really didn't have any experience in doing any of that kind of stuff. And, I mean, mixing sound is one thing, but mixing it at a water level or a density level, what's salt water, what's fresh water, what the density is, I, I, it's not something I do. Not at the time, anyway. So he put it together, he sent it, in about two weeks, he sent it back to me. And it sounded just like a freaking dolphin underwater. Not above water, but underwater. Uh, it was it was creepy and weird sounding. And then, a week, two weeks after that, we did another session. And she did another clicking that you could tell. It sounded just like a dolphin above water. But she was saying the gray was done. So, actually, the grays had the ability to talk. See, a lot of people think the dolphins or, or, or the grays, one or each other, are related to each other somewhere down the line. And we do know at one time dolphins were an upright walking animal because it's got a straight spine and five toes on the bottom and five fingers on the top where its fins are. Um, and the brain is one and a half times the size of us and they have two more senses than we do. So technically they're more intelligent than we are. The brain is bigger and they have more senses. And they do inhabit three quarters of the planet where we only inhabit a quarter of the planet. Who's more intelligent? Yeah, that's what I say all the time. And basically, they're an agrarian society, so they're not here to blow us off the face of the planet. How intelligent they really are, no one knows, but intelligent enough that the greys seem to have an interest in them. And don't seem to, uh, and seem to communicate with them directly, where they don't communicate with us directly. They communicate with us telepathically. But with the dolphins and all, which they can communicate with each other, they, they actually use, I don't know if it's a sign of respect, a lost language, friends of theirs, or what the hell it is. It's definitely something different. Uh, what's that, Samantha? Well, yeah, okay. Uh, now, and I'll bring that back up real quick. So, one of the tests we give talks about what your interests are. Do you have an interest in, like, like crystals and stuff like that? Do you have an interest 
in dragons? Do you have an interest like in the game Dragons and Dungeon? Do you have an interest in fantasy or sci-fi? Do you have an interest in paranormal? Do you have an interest in paranormal research? Do you have an interest in ufology? The list goes on. It's about 40 things on the list or 30 things on the list. The reason the list is important is because the majority of people who see this list doesn't look at any of them. That's what's so funny about it. But the people who do tend to be involved in all of it. Mm. Which suggests that they're looking for something. So one of the things we learned early on with abductees especially so they may have something that brings them out. So very first thing they do is they get into their religion usually pretty deep. Thinking that they get into religion and they can find whatever this is that this experience they had can be processed through religion. Well, they can't. But they try. And some of them try forever, but mostly they try for a couple of years and they quit. Usually about half of them will get into the dark arts. And what I mean by dark arts, I'm talking about devil worship. And, uh, and there's other forms of dark arts, but usually about half will get into that. And they'll try that for a couple of years, and still, that's not giving it to them. Then they start chasing demons and ghosts and all anything they can get their hands on because they're looking for an explanation of what happened to them. But none of that's going to give them what they're looking for. Or even explain their gifts. Because you have a gift that, you know, you're a psychic or something, you're chasing ghosts and demons around, that's not using your gift for what it was meant for. Leave the dead people alone. They're not screwed with you, leave them alone. Um, you know, you don't want something to screw with you, don't screw with it. It's a real simple task. You know, ghosties that are causing problems, one thing, but for the most part, if they're not bothering anybody, don't bother them. Uh, it's like going to Gettysburg. You people trying to rest in peace, everybody out there driving them crazy. Or any battlefield for that matter. And I'm guilty of it myself. I'm, I'm, you know, but still, um, these kind of people are more than likely abductees and contactees. If I put them under regression and go down like level five, level six, you will find that they had been taken. And that's what they're, they're running. They're, they're running from and towards at the same time. They're running from the fact that they, something in them is like, what the? And they're trying to run to it because they want to know what it is. So, so they run away from it because it's a little bit scary, but they're running to it because they need to, to, to complete it. But they're never finding it because they're never looking in the right place. And a lot of people don't want to think they've been taken by aliens. It's not what they want to think about. They'd rather think a ghost came and died or drug them around, something like that. Uh, which is fine. I, it doesn't To me, it doesn't matter. Because I figure for the most part, the people who are needed and the, and the people who are going to get in are the people that need to be there. Um, but I'm sure there's people that get missed like in the other field. But in all of these things, you know, crystal, all of these things, are, you know, pewter collections or dragons and demons and, or, you know, you, you get it, you like chess, so you go buy yourself a chess set, but you go buy like a Dungeons and Dragons chess set or all dragon chess set, something like that. Yeah, you may be leaning towards something. Um you could be just the Middle Ages if that's what you collect. But if, if, if these kind of things are manifesting themselves all in your life, you're looking for answers. You're trying to find the truth. And if, you, if you're a big sci-fi fan or if you like looking at the stars or all the time you're out looking at travel or running around at night looking for stuff, odds are you're looking for something. And it's looking for you. Of course, it knows where you are. Um, but you're not asking the right questions. You're asking the wrong questions. Chasing ghosts is a lot of fun. I do it myself, but it's not going to provide what you need, what you're missing. And, and people tell me, you don't know, Joe, you don't know. Well, you know what? This station's 25 years old. You know how many paranormal researchers I personally know? You know how many, some of the, I've had some of the top paranormal researchers in the country, for that matter, on the planet, on this network. Shit, too, I'm on this network right now. Um, and it's not the first ones. I mean, and right now we have, what, America's Most Haunted and, and Canada's Most Haunted right now. So, 
we have a great understanding of the paranormal. And what if, I, if it is something that I don't know, I know enough paranormal people in the field. You know, I had both the Chris George and Christina George in here. Uh, we've had a lot of great paranormal people in the network. You know, and I mean, you follow Jeff, anybody in Navy, you follow them in the network. Um, well, there's a couple of them on this. Like Karen Dillon, she was always a lot of fun to listen to. She had a very good knack for doing shows. Yeah, no, there's a few. There's, well, there's a few I missed that have passed over now, too. So if they come back, I'm going to get real worried. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be like, oh, shit. Actually, anytime y'all hear a noise, just write to me. Catch me in text or hit me up on the phone or something. Yeah. There's no reason for y'all have to be tortured. And then you see there is a ding right there. Well, I got messenger coming up in three places and this messages on my phone. Well, no, I can't show you what it is. It might be something I can't see. Like giving y'all a bird finger or something. Maybe it isn't, maybe. It's, uh, yeah, they might be giving you a finger. You don't know. Look, see, look, the finger. Ah, I lied to you. Like you got a reflection or something. It's, um, I wouldn't use the word love with ETs, is all I can say. Unless it's like a reptilian that's in love with you, then it's a different story. But again, the, the greys are more like, they, they really feel we're more like pets. They love us pets now, okay? It's not like, like let me kick your pet and hang you from a tree kind of pet thing. They do. I mean, they really care for us and they want to see us be successful, but they don't, they don't give us the range of intelligence that is we, the human, uh, want to think. They don't. I mean, they just, they just, they just don't. What the hell was that? Oh, I heard a noise, man. What was that? I didn't know. Did y'all hear that? It was like an alien screeching in my house or something. Um, well, the reptilians are very interesting. I mean, they're, they're different than the other two races. And the fact that we're more like them. We act more like them. Well, they have five feet, five toes. They just, they look like reptiles. They're warm-blooded reptiles, so they must have evolved somewhere along the line, but um, still they look like reptiles. I mean, uh, the alphas, the alpha males and the alpha females can easily reach five, 600 pounds uh, easily. They could easily be seven, eight foot tall, usually about seven and a half feet, somewhere around 550. Mm -hmm. the, the, the betas won't have tails, by the way. So that's why you get descriptions of reptilians with tails without tails. The young ones don't have tails. And what I mean by young ones, they could be several thousand years old, but they still haven't evolved out of the beta stage, so they don't, they don't get tails. Male or female, for that matter. They don't get the crest on their heads either. The alphas get a crest on their head. It's a, um, it's like a three-tier. You know, like reptilians have the crest that goes across them, different, different types of dinosaurs. It looks more like that. It's a crest that starts from the beginning of their forehead and runs all the way down their back, all the way to their tail. Yeah, it just it's it's just like a um, shield, like a plate of some kind. Only the alphas have it. The alpha male and females have it. And different reptilians can be told by different colors. So they have a base for the for the how many of the tribes that were originally the eleven and twelve tribes. Each one has a base color, but as you breed, as like a, if you're part of the this tribe and you bought into this one then the color may mix they may put mixed dots or mixed colors 
I, I don't know if, if they do if it if it's done just by breeding. It's, it's hard to say for sure. Well, you know, it's one of those things they want. No, they are. I mean, they're just a lot like us. Or I keep saying it, it's more like we're a lot like them. They're an older race than we are, so we're definitely a lot like them. I don't know. And when it comes right down to to who, okay. So we do know the humans. Well, we know probably the reptilians were here first, but then they were left or gone or asleep or whatever. And then we know the humans came. Then we know the reptilians came back, and then later the greys came. The greys came a good deal later than the reptilians and humans did. I mean, I think the only reason they came is because they were scared. It's about to start a war. The two of the reptilians and humans were about to get into it. They might want to be. It's. Um, I think that's what they were. Ha I think that's what they were scared of. I think the council said, "Look, these two idiots are over there on, on whatever they call the planet back then, because uh, I'm sure it wasn't called Earth at Terra." Um, and they're about to get it probably uh, Delta 819 or some crap. They're about to get into it, and they sent the, the Graves over here. And the Graves just said, okay, well, this is how it's going to be from now on, and we're going to start abducting people, which I still don't know why. they. I guess maybe they just decided to get into the program that the other two were using. Well, the other two are basically trying to engineer a better human to live on a different world. I think that was actually something given to him by the council, something that uh, a doctor or something that they or something they're supposed to be doing. Probably all three races are doing it now. Yeah, well, they, well, they want to see us. They really want to see us become something. They'd rather not see us wipe out our planet. You know, they'd rather see us become something. But then you've got people like Putin rampaging across Ukraine. I mean, I'm sure if the aliens really wanted to, they could just go get and zap Putin up, probably reprogram his ass, but they don't. So they can interfere, but it seems like it's levels of interference. Like, um, I can't change certain things that happen, but I can interfere and guide you. But it only seems like they can interfere with the people in the original family lines at 15%. It doesn't look like they can. I think that's what the problem is. I think their hands are tied with the general population. So they try to use it 15% to guide the humans, but it's not enough. Not enough of them are in power and control. Will it ever be enough? I don't know. As it grows, because somewhere down the line, somebody might freak out and kill them all off. And I'm not talking about aliens. It's a scary thought under that. Do I have a bird in my house? Okay, that sounded a little harsh. I don't know if y'all can hear that. No, that did sound awesome. Uh, we got we got about seven or eight minutes. So, what other questions we got? So, oh, well, Jack, that's a good question. Why did they stay after they came? Oh, uh, that's a good question. For the most part, I think they stayed because they were told to stay. <laughs> that's why I really think they stayed. Well. Would you want to have a? Would you want to be an ambassador to a planet that may be getting ready to start a nuclear war? I mean, really, we're you know, according to half the news media on the planet, we're on the edge of World War Three, which I thought we would actually not get to see in my lifetime, but I could be wrong. 
you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and, and I can't tell you the person's name, but they're, and they're a person that's in a high position in life, and they've been pestering me about helping them with their gray. And uh, I always think it's funny because uh, just recently a picture was sent to me, uh, which I sent to a friend of mine because they were laughing about it. And they tried to tell me it was a picture they took of a gray and uh, holding there. Not, not that the gray was being held by the government, but a place where the gray stays. Now, I've had a couple people tell me that, you know, this gray is here and there and, and uh, they stay at different places. Well, I know for the most part that's true. Not completely, but for the most part. In this case, I said, well, send me the picture and I'll see. Uh, you know, so they send me this picture. And uh, let me see if I can pull it off the other computer on this one and show y'all. It was just, you know, come on. I've been a great researcher for how long? Excuse me. But I've been a great researcher, I mean, an abduction researcher for a long time. If anybody knows the types of aliens running around there or the pictures of aliens running around out there, it's going to probably be me or somebody who knows me or, you know, somebody I'm going to send the picture to. Um, so I get this picture and I look at it and I'm thinking, well, it's a good picture, sort of. And, and then the more, the more I look at the picture, the more I'm thinking, have I seen this somewhere before? You know, my brain's not as fast as it used to be, but uh, it's still a little fast. And I kept going, I kept going, I know this picture for somewhere. Wait, wait, let's hold on. Let me see if I can show you. All right. Wait, where'd it go? And then what really bothers me is when they send me pictures of Linda's drawings. So a long time ago, Linda had put some pictures of some graves on the internet on the Alien Enigma site. It's been there for about 30 years. And um, every now and then, someone will send me one of those pictures or, or, or a picture that looks just like it. And I'm like, hmm, what made this fucking picture go? Ooh, beep, 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 damn. I used the F word. Uh, why did I use the F word? Let me get you out of this hand and move it. Oh, hey, look at the art. Look at that. The demons are loose. You know, sometimes my computer, just this computer is fast as hell. Oh, I love the guy who sent me a picture of Paul the Alien. You know who Paul is in the TV series, the TV movie? <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, really, dude? You know, that's from the TV movie, right? Oh, no, I said, hold on, I'll send you a movie. So I sent him a copy of the movie. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's an alien that you've actually seen anyway. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can get this thing to pull up. Don't need a very finger thing. So. That's just a, a head nod. That's not the whole thing. Okay, I'm going to find the other picture. There it is. Um, now, this is a good picture. And, uh, but still, let me see. Let me show if I can show it. Show it with Yahoo. And, uh, just stream yard doesn't like to share it. Yahoo too much. I'm going to do Let's see, here is the share button, share screen, let's go to Chrome, 
Okay, there it is, and there she goes. Now, this is the picture that was sent to me. This isn't an exact picture, but this is the picture. Because I'm not on the other computer, computer but this is what it looks like. Uh, now, it's a pretty good picture, got to say. It looks like an alien to me, doesn't it? I mean, wouldn't you be fooled by that? What do y'all think? Hold on, let me go. Damn phone. Now, let's see. I'm writing this away right quick. Um, that's what came to me. Now, these are some, some very sophisticated people. What's weird, weird about this is, is I kept looking at this picture going, damn, this is a good picture. Uh, now, one, there was no image in the eye. And what I mean by that, <laughs> no, uh, what I mean by that is if there was a flash and someone took a picture, there should have been a reflection in the eye and there isn't. There is a reflection in the eye up here in the corner, but that's not, that's not from the camera what that is. Uh, so I, if this was taken, uh, even on a cell phone camera, there should have been something in here, some kind of reflection from the person standing in front of it. But more so than that, um, but I, but I, I kept going way, way, way. I had seen this on a friend of mine, well, associates when I wrote a book. This is a picture of the cover of the book. But um, more so than that, when I put it on the internet, did a search on it, it, it came up in several areas. I'm like, well, hmm. yes, but that's people trying to deceive you. And if I wasn't a researcher, they might have got away with it. I mean, I mean, it looks good, and it's, it wouldn't be that easy. <laughs> Obviously, man, it's uh, when you look at it, it's just yeah. so they tried to they tried to pull the wool over my eyes, but it just didn't work that way. Uh, sometimes that's the way people are, and, uh, and there's a lot of detail in it. There's lines in it, there's marks in it, there's eyes in it, there's even tear ducts in it. I mean, whoever did it did a really good job, um, but it's not it's not real. I'm sorry, guys, it, it, it's not. And uh, but this person sent me this under the guise that yeah I agree with you, it's computer generated that uh, someone sent me the guys uh, on this that this was an alien that they were in the location when they took the picture. You you you're probably right about that Trisha probably isn't a lot, yeah. Um, but what are you gonna do? You know people people send I get I don't, don't get me wrong I get a lot of photos I get I get. Now, the ones I like when people send me Polaroids, you know, people still use these freaking Polaroid cameras, which amazes me. Nobody, I didn't nobody still use these damn things. Uh, every now and then somebody will send me, like, you know, one of those, and that's different. Or somebody will send me something taking off of like, a Kodak 400 or something like that, using 4 or 800 film. Those are different. And that's stuff you can have analyzed. This is obviously computer-generated. It was sent via the computer. There's no way to back-check it other than finding the picture itself. I, I just... It's a, it wastes my time. And this is supposed to be from someone who's looking for my help for several different reasons. Uh, and they're supposed to have contact with a gray. So my point to them was, is why would you lie to me if you know the real thing? Because, you know, grays just don't usually let you take pictures of them. So, but they told me they could, and maybe it was somebody higher they knew. I said, well, go ahead, because I don't know any grays that let you take a picture of them. It just, it's like I know them. I don't know if it hurts their eyes or what it is, or they don't like being, maybe they think you're stealing it, so I don't know what the hell it is, but you just don't get pictures of it. You know, so uh, to me, it was just, when when, I, when they said they were sending it, I said BS. It's not, you know, I know people who know them, and people can give me accurate descriptions, 
And if this one would have had a little bit more certain colors in it, it would even been realistically. I mean, they got gray too, but they're not, they're not like gray gray. It's not what their real color is. And even when they haven't fed, it'll be translucent. It won't be like that. The dark, rich gray, that's not their true color. Um, it's like a cross between gray, cobalt, blue, and clear. It's the best way I can describe it. It's a very, it's a very unique blue that I, I cannot, I've never seen on, on any blue tables anywhere. I just don't look like that. But I got to get out of here because I already see it's 8 o'clock and I got to harass somebody. Guys, girls, everybody, thanks for hanging out. I'm glad everybody came in. It's a little quiet tonight, but not a bad little show. Uh, I'm still getting used to doing radio again, so this is like my fourth show now. All right, give me that couple weeks and I'll be screaming at y'all. Get the hell out of here. Don't come here. It felt weird being off for six months. It feels weird being back. I got to be honest. It feels a little weird being back on the microphone. Uh, I agree with that. Somebody just wrote to me. There's no way they could have gotten that close. Yeah, I, I agree. Not without the great be slapping you somewhere. Uh, I just don't see how it's happening. Yes, I hear you, my little other little black alien. I need a little black alien in the house now. I got a little black alien with little white paws. Yes, little claws. I'm sorry, white claws. And I got another alien that one side of her face is black or one side of her face is white. Yes. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, I want to thank everyone again for tuning in to United Public Radio. You open the code. Uh, coming up this Friday, I will have Ken Powers on. We will be talking about all kind of interesting sci-fi stuff. Uh, next uh, Wednesday, I will have Zane on, and we will be talking about his winning and his first book he's published. And following that, we will be talking with Todd, who is also a publisher, who will be talking about his interpretation. Week after that, we're doing uh, Alien Abduction 101 with, uh, I can't think of his name right now, he's a contact group. And he'll be coming on show after that. It's also an Alien Abduction show, and then we're back. So, we got a lot of mixed stuff going on, so I'll try to keep everybody posted. Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to you up on the cover, especially my friend over here bringing me. Uh, and on that note, guys and girls, I'll have a good, good rest of the week and weekend, and uh, I will see y'all soon. Good night, everybody. You're listening to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network.